don't blame people because they may not know what they need to know yeah. to tell you. They didn't know to tell me in 1990 when I graduated was, hey, yeah, you got this great job in, in a warehouse, you know, in the 90s making $18 an hour, which is mm -hmm. fabulous. Great money back then. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's keep going with it. They didn't, they didn't know that. They, I tell them they didn't know to tell me, hey, this is not going to be a career. This is just a job. Mm -hmm. We need to find you a career. You need yeah. to, if you're not going to go to college, let's go to a trade school. I tell people all the time. Welcome to Real Estate Success Partner. We're your hosts, Devin Dubuque. David Wynn. And we're here to talk about how to have great success in any market. Today, we've got a great guest. And uh, Vu, I'm going to let you do, David, I'm going to let you do the honors on this one. Who do we have here today? Uh, we have a really special dude. His name is Val Garcia. Uh, Val is a broker owner of a, a real estate company. Um, I'll let you... Take it away, Val. Tell us a little about yourself. Sure. My name is Val Garcia. I'm a, like David said, I'm a broker owner of Val and Realty. I'm based out of Coppell, but I have uh, we pretty much service all of North Texas. Uh, really try to stay in our own space here, so not traveling all over the country yeah. or all over the yeah. state. But uh, I have agents literally in every part of in just about every city in the, in the, in Dallas Fort Worth. So That's awesome. Works out great. That's awesome. And and, and 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 you have a pretty niche market, Val. What's your what's your niche market? I really like luxury homes. I'm, I'm big into luxury homes. Um, Who isn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they're the easiest market to work in. People yeah. always people always get it confused. They're like, oh, man, I don't want to work with those high-end houses. They're probably so right. much work. I was like, man, they're the easiest ones, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, especially selling them because I, I always tell people, hey, you got a house you're selling for a million dollars and the repair amendments come back in and they want six thousand dollars that's nothing for people they're like fine you know what just have it let's yeah, be get done. It down. let's, get let's move on i said you're selling a hundred fifty thousand dollar house and now they want six thousand dollars that's a huge section you know <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right that that's a good percentage of their of their house and it uh, is that that makes it difficult so it does so yeah, that's why i like the luxury market that low but, hanging uh, fruit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but uh but honestly, I love all sales. I mean, yeah. I love all all the houses. They're you know you treat everybody the same in this business because the minute you stop doing it, is the minute you start losing your business. That's so, right. That's right. So, so you know, we want to know a little bit about your background. Our followers want to know a little bit. Okay. We we talked a little in the green room, but uh, yeah. where, where'd you come from originally? All right. So originally, I am from San Diego, Texas. Which uh, sounds glorious of all, but it's down in the down close to the valley. Not San Diego, California. No, definitely not San Diego, California. San Diego, Texas, down uh, down in the valley. So yeah. down there with all the Spanish speakers, of course. Uh, I say I come from there, but I'm born here. Actually, I was born in McKinney because my mother, being the strong Hispanic lady she was back in the early '70s, yeah. she would get these magazines and she would read these magazines, and one of them had the the must-have doctor, and it was a doctor named Dr. Mitchell in McKinney, Texas, of yep. all places. So she looked on the map where it had, where it was, and for some reason, notice, she, notice he said map, not the map, on the, yeah, not no, on the uh, iPhone. This is way before phones. You know, this is back when you had the rotary. Yeah, phone. that's uh, right. That's right. So in in 1973, in March 1973, that's when my due date was. It's going to be towards the end of March. So a few days before her due date, uh, unbeknownst to my dad, she says, "Hey, we're going to McKinney." And he's like, first of all, where is McKinney and why are we going? And she goes, I read about this doctor and that's who's having my son or having my kid. <laughs> and he's like, you're kidding. And she's like, no, we're going. Let's get in the so car. They loaded up the car. Saddle they up. Drove to North Dallas. I mean, drove to North Texas. Had no idea where they were going. Yeah. Came up here and sure enough, her water broke. I came out. But the 
interesting part of the story is I came out of stillborn. Uh, I was a stillborn. They had already they they had laid me on her and said, "Hey, your your son. You had a son, but he didn't survive." Uh, Doctor Mitchell happened to have a resident with him that yeah. day that was training, and he goes, "Hey, you know we, this doesn't happen a lot. Um, we need your baby." And he told the resident, hey, practice your baby CPR on him because it's yeah. a real person you can try on that's not a little dummy type thing. And 10 minutes into it, I woke up. That's uh, awesome. So when I heard that story, I heard that story when I was really, really young. And ever yeah. since that day, I've been like, man, every day I have is like borrowed time. So, it's a blessing. Uh, people always ask me, they go, you're never angry. You never get frustrated. You're always happy. Why? And I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. What do I have to complain about? Uh, every, literally every day I got. So three days in the hospital, back down to South Texas we go. Uh, they decide to have another baby. And of course, four years later, uh, getting close to the due date, my dad's walking around the house and she's like, yeah, we're going back to McKinney. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, you know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> so my brother Frank came out and he was normal. He was a normal baby born. Yeah. Uh, three days now we're back in South Texas. But uh, my parents were smart enough to understand back then that Hey, South Texas, you grew up and you went to work. And if you did yeah. that, that was a great life. And That's they, right. they really wanted yeah. more for us, but they didn't understand why. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into this later because this is a great topic for us yeah. here. Uh, so in 1978, we moved up to Dallas. Okay. Uh, and a lot of Hispanic people that are down from the valley or even from Mexico that come across, right. what's their favorite thing to do? Watch football. Who's their favorite team? Dallas the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. And that's how you wind up in the city of Irving, Texas, where the there Dallas Cowboys were headquartered. <laughs> and that's why the city of Irving has grown so much. People yeah. don't ever talk about it, but that, that really is. I that's mean, right. You look at the major uh, sports franchises that the Hispanic people love. Those are the cities that get populated because yeah. that's what they know and that's what they hear in their culture. So that's how we wind up in Irving. Um, elementary school is the only Hispanic kid there. Time I graduated high school, uh, I was one of six total. Yeah. Oh wow! I, I didn't know the other. I, I knew one. I didn't know the other four. <laughs> they, they weren't. You know. <laughs> but but the funny part about it, back in the early in the seventy in the late seventies, like that, when I started elementary school, yeah, I didn't know a word of English. Not not a single one. Yep. Uh, going into first grade, and the teachers or principals, they told my parents, they're like, "You cannot let him speak any more English. I mean, any more Spanish. You're going to ruin this. You're going to ruin him as he gets older. It, an accent is going to destroy him and being able." to do anything in life yep. if you ever want him to be successful in something other than a warehouse job you know you've got to he's got to have proper english no yep. more spanish little did they know little did they know so <laughs> my parents you know not knowing yeah. not knowing the future of course they're like 100 percent yeah. So Spanish was banned in our house from there forward. It was all English. Wow. So I didn't start speaking Spanish again until I was like 25 years old. That's wild. Holy cow. Yeah. And I, That's you know, wild. probably about three years ago, I told my mother, I said, man, that really backfired on y'all, right? And she's like, yeah, man, we should have <laughs> never listened. We, we should have never listened. So, uh, that, that's kind of where I'm from and yeah. kind of it is. I grew up in Irving. I lived there for a little over 30 years. Well, I want to bring that back real quick, sure. too, because I just want to say uh, what a blessing that you're here. Yeah. Uh, we're lucky. Uh, your consumers are lucky, right? You're doing yeah. some great things out there. And thank you to Dr. Dr. Mitchell. Dr. Mitchell for making that happen. Which man. is funny Seriously. because I married a woman and uh, I married a woman named, uh, her last name is Mitchell. <laughs> All right, so. 
It's kind of funny. I had, to make, sure, I had to make sure it wasn't yeah. here. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a doctor in the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no. And funny, the McKinney Hospital I was born is now the Haunted House of McKinney. Oh, that's it's wild. It's where they have that's the wild. Haunted House Festival every well, year. Well, let's talk about this. You did back to 73 in McKinney. I don't know if there was much there. There wasn't much yeah. there. Maybe a downtown yeah. area and a hospital, and that's yeah. about it. I always think to myself, what happened if that whoever wrote that article would not never written the doctor article? Yeah. My mother doesn't even remember what it was about anymore. She just remembered that it was like struck her and was like, I got to go see this person. Well, Val's here and that's, yeah. that's important. That's so, important. Pretty cool. Good stuff. Pretty cool. So it's Irving and it's the, did you say the eighties at this point? The eighties at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you decided I'm going to be a real estate agent. No, oh, no, 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 no. So let's get back. I like to, one of the things I talk to the kids at our church about is don't blame people because they may not know what they need to know yeah. to tell you. So my family, they were, they're incredibly hardworking. Uh, no, not, neither one of them, father or dad, went to college, but they both have this incredible work ethic. Yeah. So when I graduated high school, that's what was expected. Hey, you graduate high school, you get a job, you've done a, you're having a great life. Let's yeah. let's go. Yeah. They didn't know to tell me in 1990 when I graduated was hey. Yeah, you got this great job in, in a warehouse, you know, in the 90s making $18 an hour, which is mm -hmm. fabulous. Great money back then. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's keep going with it. They didn't They didn't know that. They, I tell them, they didn't know to tell me, hey, this is not going to be a career. This is just a job. Mm -hmm. We need to find you a career. You need yeah. to, if you're not going to go to college, let's go to a trade school. I tell people all the time, I should have been a plumber, electrician, or an air conditioner guy, or something like that. You right. know, a trade that I could have done, a mechanic. And I tell people all the time, it, it's it's not their fault that they didn't know because nobody ever educated it and told them, right. hey, expect more from your children. Yeah. So, and, and that's why we always talk to our children. Don't, uh, my wife and I, hey, yeah, d don't, don't, don't say, hey, I want to go work at X and X job. Say, I want to run X and X job. Oh, don't shoot for, I, just, I don't want, I just don't want to be there. Yeah, you want to join it, learn it, and let's learn how to run it or create it ourselves and let's go with it. So... I always talk to the, the church kids about that at where, my church. Where, where'd that attitude come from? It had to come from somewhere. You know, I, 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 I don't know. Like I said, life's always come easy to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I don't want to say that to brag. It's just... No, it's okay. I, 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 take, take your humble hat off, brother. The, <laughs> the hard days that I have in life are very far and few in between. And yeah. I don't ever let it get me too low. I love letting it get me really high. Yeah. But uh, but it, it's pretty pretty simple, man. I don't... I always see people say, man, I'm struggling, I'm struggling today. And I'm like, what are you struggling about, man? You're breathing, you're walking around, you live in America. Do you know how great you got it? Just being in this country, you yeah. can do anything you want at any time you want. And I tell people all the time, man, if I can succeed, a kid from the Valley who didn't learn to speak English till first grade, who barely graduated, yeah. who owns a business that makes more money than I could have ever dreamt about. I have people that work for me uh, that are, that, I love because they're incredible people, not just, I don't say they're employees because they're not, they're just Family. incredible people. Yeah. I go, if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> uh, I've been lucky enough. I got invited to teach, uh, not teach, but go and present a class at the University of uh, Oklahoma State University. That's fantastic. And it was fabulous. And the, the teacher came and goes, man, we love the energy you brought. And the students have never asked for anybody's contact information. And they, they're they they're all wanting to call you and talk to you and run ideas by you. And he goes, that doesn't happen. He goes, well, we're thrilled. We want to have you back. That's and, amazing. And, I mean, really, think about where I came from. I came from yeah. literally nothing yeah. to 
you know. Well, almost not even here. Yeah. Almost, almost not even here. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, so my wife and I, we talk about this all the time, that we can't believe the life we have and how we got it. And, That's, it's, it's and a beautiful you know, story. It's, it's nothing that we went and begged for. It's just, you know, you live life right every day and every day it gets better. And Let me tell you something. You know, David, first off, I see why you wanted to have Val on here. <laughs> What an amazing story, and also just the enthusiasm, the emotion, and the passion that you have behind you. People need to hear what you have to say because we've got a lot of people out there in America day, today, right, that are struggling and they are. And, and, and struggling with, with, with small problems that they're making too big, right? And, and here's Val, who almost didn't even make it into this world, who's looking at every day as a blessing and surrounding himself with people and filling them full of that energy and that love and that passion to, to make the best of themselves. So awesome stuff, Val. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah. Man, if you're out there, I'm, 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 I plead with you. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Figure it out. I tell people all the time, figure this life out and make it work, man. Yeah. I, I graduated high school. I was a, an athlete, so I didn't What'd you play? What I, was played, your sport? I played football, and you know, if you're good at football, you really didn't have to do a lot of work. <laughs> so, so I graduated. When I graduated, my kids laugh at me. I took math. Yeah. Uh, my senior year of high school, and they're like, "What? What kind of math?" I was like, "No, my class said math." <laughs> like, they were looking at my transcript. It was math, and they were like, "What were you doing?" I was yeah. like, literally, we're adding and subtracting in this class. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't pre-algebra. Wasn't any of this stuff. We forget uh, what what education has changed how over changed. the years. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I go, nobody has an excuse, and that's that's the one thing my kids tell me all the time. Oh, well, you know, we don't have an excuse. If yeah. We can do it. We just don't want to be well, lazy. Well, you know, I, I do so. motivational videos on stuff like this all the time, right? And yeah. what it really boils down to is people all come from a struggle. Even the ones that you see that are crazy successful, yeah. it's the ones that stand up and take action and believe in themselves that make whatever they want of their world, right? And it yeah. sounds like that's that's exactly who you are. Yeah, that, that's what I try to be. So That's well, amazing. Val, our, our audience wants to know... Um, Man, I've seen your production report for the last year. You know, there's, you know, yeah. we all know what's what's happening with the interest rates and, and mm -hmm. the market. And, you know, 50% of the realtors and 50% of the loan officers are no longer here. They just, you mm -hmm. know, they had to tap out. Um, you had a pretty good year. Uh, not, it, it, uh, <laughs> it, it never changes, man. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I know this is not the norm and what people are going to say. I don't care what the rate is. Yeah. You know, if you need a house, we're going to put you in a house. Mm -hmm. uh, people tell you it all the time, man. Marry the house, divorce divorce the rate. Yeah. You know, you need a house now. Let's get you in a house. And when the rate gets better, we're going to send you back to David, and we're going to get him to refinance it for you. There you go. You know, house is not going to change. You know, <laughs> what's your interest rate when you're not making any money on your property, when That's you're just right. giving it away? It's 100% when you're renting. Yeah, 100%. So. Well, and let's touch on this a little bit. So did you change anything at all in your process uh, over the last 12 months? Or did you already just have it fine-tuned to the point where, you know, your your business just didn't didn't struggle? So I have a massive network. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. My father was a little league football coach in Irving since 1979. Okay. When I first played my first little game, uh, he had the same little football team for – 40 years. What's, what's the name of the team? The Irving Broncos. Uh, we, so, had a, we had a Broncos fan on here a minute yeah, ago. <laughs> they, were, uh, they have now demolished. He's, he's retired. Irving Broncos in Irving, in where Irving. the Cowboys came yeah, from. Yeah, where the right? Cowboys came from. The Cowboys were taken, and he came. To, yeah. they became the Broncos. Uh, there you go. From that Little League team, we've had 79 kids play Division One college football. Oh, wow. wow. We had Chase Daniels, who was up for the Heisman. We had... Uh, 
five kids play in the NFL. Yeah. So. And your just, dad coached this team. Yeah. I helped him when I when I helped him when I turned eighteen, and I coached it till I was forty with him. It That's was a great awesome. way to spend time with him three nights a week. So. So it's good. I mean, it, so it, your dad's it, a pretty amazing guy. He's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty awesome dude. Pretty influential. Very influential. Uh, didn't speak a lot a lot growing up. Cannot get him to be quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> he loves everything now. Uh, but my parents it. are that way. They they yeah. love life. You know, they're retired yeah. and they spend almost all their time at the lake. Uh, they come in to write their bills once a, once once a month. <laughs> And then they go back to the lake, and I'm like, you know, they have autograph, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, nope, that's not how we do it. Old fashioned. So I'm like, yeah. okay, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. I think Keep they just come. OG. I think they just come in to check the house. But they, they want to see you. That's yeah. what it is. You so, know? <laughs> so yeah. So the networking is what really got me going. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I did when I first started was, I was like, okay, I'm brand new to this business. I haven't had any sales yet. How am I going to generate business, and why would they go with me? Yeah. So I said, let's. So it's a standard question. It's right? a standard question. So yeah. I said, what do I have in my family? I have seven teachers in my family, and uh, you know, sisters. My my mother right. worked in the University of Dallas. Aunts, uncles who are all teachers. My wife has eight. Your teachers. dad's a coach. My dad, you know, my dad's a little coach. I was like, okay, so I can relate with teachers. Let's figure out what we can do with teachers. So. When my wife and I started our business, I said, what do we want our business to be? What do we want to do? And we're like, you know what? We're not going to make it about the money. We're going to make it a good place to work, a fair place to work, a place that you feel proud to go, and then we're going to make it all about integrity. So what we did is that the first thing I want to do is I want to go to all the schools that we live close to, all the ISDs, and tell them, hey, for teachers. So even till today, we do teachers. We do uh First responders, if if you can show us that you work full time there or in, in the ministry, your full time ministry, yeah. we will sell your house at no commission. Uh, the only thing that we ask is that you allow us to purchase your next house because we do have to make money. We can't do everything for 100%. free. One hundred percent. So we're you know we're saving on the average now people about fifteen thousand dollars on their sale of their property. Oh yeah. So. It's you know it's a lot of money. It's a big chunk of money. It is. Uh, it is. But you see the bigger picture. I do see that. We do see the bigger picture. Uh, but that's how I kind of got going. I got kind of known as the hey, this the teacher guy. And, uh, that's a great niche. That's a great yeah. niche. You know, and you brought up something too about your your what are your core values? Uh, and I have to bring it up too. Integrity. That's one of ours as well. And I think you know when you find a great organization, uh, integrity is a big part of that. that that's know? what it is. I mean, yeah. people are going to remember. I tell people all the time. I don't want to sell you this house. I want to sell you the next three. Yeah. Not just you, but I also want to sell your kids their houses too. Yeah. And that's how you grow a real estate business. It is. Uh, I know. I go to some of the real estate schools here to go and recruit new agents and the first thing normally 9.9 percent .9 out of 10 the very first question anybody asks is do you give leads do you give out leads <laughs> never do heard you, that one before do you, lead generation? <laughs> do you give out leads and i tell them all i go 100 i do not give you leads so if you want leads i got pizza in the break room go have it yeah you don't need to hear my spill because if you're relying on leads you're going to die in this business when the yeah, market gets hard if you cannot grow a business from your network, you will not make it in, in your sphere state. of influence. It's got to it, your sphere of influence. Yeah, I'm going to empower you with my knowledge to make yes. you successful, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. The other thing I tell people too, and for anybody out there that's thinking about getting into it, when you start 
this business, you're going to hear a lot of people tell you, oh, come work with us, come work with us. We give out leads, we give out leads. Yeah, yeah a lot of these places have like 300 agents. How many leads come in in a month? That's right. And what's the quality of those leads? Let's Especially talk about that too. Especially what's the quality to a new person. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so that's kind of the thing. So don't get caught up in the leads. Really yeah. learn to grow your, your, your business from within and education, education, education on on what you We'll love. throw this out there. We talk about the sphere of influence. A lot of people don't think about this. We yeah. use a uh, program for a lot of the agents. When we talk to newer agents, and we say, look, go to the internet or go to your, your Apple store or your, your Samsung store, download Covey Export, okay? Mm-hmm. And what's Covey do? Well, it actually allows for you to export all the people in your phone onto an Excel spreadsheet. And guess what? There's a great place to get started, yeah. right? Contacting the people that you already know because they know, like, and trust you. And most likely, they have friends, family, or coworkers that also might have interest oh in gosh. buying a house, right? <laughs> so I know, y'all, I know y'all are in the business, so y'all have heard of, hey, you got to touch your clients oh, yeah. so many times so often. I have the greatest system for it. And Let's hear it. I, and I'm sorry that other people won't be able to replicate this. My wife is an extremely carsick person. I never even knew what it was until we started dating. <laughs> but because of that, she has to drive all the time. Yeah. So what do I have to do? I have to sit over there and make conversation, right. listen to the music. Uh, she doesn't like me playing on my phone because she says, hey, you're just playing on your phone and you know, whatever. So I'm like, well, sorry, you can't, you can't, dri- you can't sit you over can't here. You can't drive in and yeah. not let me play on the phone. Yeah. So what I started doing, I probably started doing this about three years ago, and it has worked fabulous. Yeah. I start in the A's. Yeah. And I just text everybody in my phone hmm. and I go right down A, 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 A. And then whenever we get to where we're going, we're stopped. And the next time we get in the car, I start right back up and then start working myself. It's just a constant repetitive thing. So I reach out and touch everybody about, we probably get through my phone about every two weeks, just sending people something every time. And it's never about real estate. It's always about, man, how are the kids? What's going on? Making connections. Top of mind. Top of mind. All you're doing is staying top of mind. Brother, you know, <laughs> you talk about this stuff, and, and it's funny because it's so close to our business plan as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, we do it a little different. Um, we basically take our entire Rolodex, and we divide it by 13, and we reach out to that many people each week. That way we can make certain that we're always reaching out to somebody and, and letting them know that we're here. And you're right. It's all about, hey, thank you. We appreciate you, right? Yeah. That's it. That's it. And, uh, you know, educating them about the things, letting them know that we're here if they, they need us. Yeah, you know? that's what you got to do. Yeah. And so many people don't do that. One of the questions I always ask everybody, especially when they're a new client for me, I go, how did you find me? Yeah. And a lot of times it's always, well, you were recommended in our last agent. We haven't heard from them. We haven't heard from them in a long it's time. terrible. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if they let you buy a house once for them, you're their agent for life if you just talk to them. That's all you got to do. Yeah. You just got to communicate, right? Yeah, that's that's it. People want communication. They want clear understanding. They want to know that when they need something, that you're going to be there for them, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Man, I I tell people in this business, do not be afraid to put yourself out there. No, you have to. Jump at it. You have to. Jump at it. Worst thing that happens is you fall right back to where you are now. Yeah. Well, you know, you're not going to do that because at the end of the day, you're always out there taking action and yeah, doing the right to, activity. That's, trying to stay in front of everything. So, so you met your wife a couple of times. Is she part of the team? So my wife is a real estate agent. She's getting ready to become a broker in case, as she says it, in case you die, I don't want our team to go away. <laughs> so uh, her, her insurance policy. <laughs> she, she, she really doesn't do anything in real estate other than open doors yeah. uh, when I need when I need some help with that. Well, you She'll need take help care all of that. the time. Now dude. she does all she does do all the book work for us. So yeah. we're 50-50 owners in our company, but um, she she has her own 
she has a full-time job that she does and we kind of we kind of got this idea with I really needed help on the on the book work on on the books keep and, it, yeah keep it the record and, I, and honestly the business got going so good I really needed somebody to go help me open doors when I could yeah. be there yeah um, so well that's important you've got to have people that are, are, are there to support you we talk about this all the time um, you've got to be able to do the things that make you most successful yeah and opening doors sometimes isn't that right and there's always somebody support behind you that can go do some of those things so you can stay focused on the activity that's going to bring in the business absolutely which is going to take care of everybody absolutely right? yeah absolutely she frees me up a ton well and it's not just the wife with the business because you run a pretty good sized brokerage how many employees do you have how many how many real estate agents work i have with 14 you? currently right now yeah. uh our goal our master plan is to have 50 in the next three years and you're gonna do it in 105 years you're gonna do that so yeah. that that's kind of our plan when i get to 50 i i, I don't want to say i don't want to sell i want to send sell for for repeat clients, families, but anybody new that's coming in, I want to refer out to my agents. Yeah. I want to really concentrate on on the growth of the company yeah. and I also want to concentrate on the training. Because uh, one thing I do that a lot of brokers don't do is I self-train my agents. So important. Uh, everything they do falls on me. So yeah. if I'm not teaching them how to do it, I can't get mad at them if they if they mess something up. Well, know? and let's talk about that, right? There's plenty of uh, brokerages out there to work for. There's plenty of opportunities. Yeah. But when you're bringing people into your team, they've got to have a reason to come and stay and work there. And when you're the leader of that team and you provide that education, right, and you're paving the way to their success, yeah. uh, you're, you're helping them, but you're also helping yourself, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and I, I tell everybody I'm accessible 24-7 to you. I may not call back, you know. I, I'm normally, I, I'm a night owl. Yeah. <laughs> so I have teenage daughters. They love to stay up late. Yeah. So I stay up late with them. In the return, I get to sleep in a little bit because <laughs> the wife has the school drop off for the younger son. There you go. But, there you go. You know, I'm available to my agents all the time. And That's awesome. They are not shy to pick up the phone and call. And I don't be like, man, we've covered well, this three times. Let's do it again. But that's why you have yeah. success right there because your agents aren't afraid to pick up the phone. That's exactly and that's a right. big part of real estate. People don't realize this. It's a communication business. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> right. It, which is funny. I tell the story as I've had other agents call me and go, Hey, do you mind answering this question for me? And I'm like, no, no problem. Whatever. And I go, what's your broker say? Oh, I'm not calling my broker about that. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? They're like, Oh, I don't want them to think I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I go, well, that's what his job is. He's here to help yep. you and teach well, you. You said something else, too, and you, you talk about uh, just ask, they ask you, right? Yeah. And I think that's a really powerful thing a lot of people don't don't think about. But just asking a question, uh, there was a major leader uh, in this country, someone that built something pretty awesome, uh, no longer with us, Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, he actually did a, uh, a video years ago, right? And it's, you can still find it on YouTube. And what he talks about is, is he uh, was a young kid, and he saw uh, that Hewlett Packard had this, uh, this product that he was interested in. And so he picked up the phone book back in the day, finds the, uh, the owner of Hewlett Packard calls him on the phone, gets him on the phone, and he asks him for a bunch of the spare parts, right? And he said, and I think this is huge. The guy said, you know, it's funny that you're calling me. Hey, I want you to intern at, you know, Hewlett Packard, and we know what happened with Apple today, right? But he said what he's found is throughout his career is where most people get it wrong is they don't ask. And he said, for what I found is if you reach out and you just ask, most people want to help you. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I've said that 100%, man. That's my motto. Yeah. I tell, well, I tell, I tell people all the time, not in real estate, but in life in general, 
everybody wants to help somebody, That's but right. everybody is not going to ask, can I help you? That's right. You have to go and ask them and say, hey, do you mind giving me a hand? Nobody ever says no. no ever. They don't. Ever. <laughs> But do you yeah. know how many people never ask? That's right. I mean, I, I would I would probably say seventy percent of people never ask yeah. for help, and and they don't they don't get help then. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, when I was at OSU and I was talking to the talking to the kids, I was like, "Hey, who wants to make a million dollars?" And everybody raised their hand. <laughs> of course they did. I go, "Okay, everybody, be quiet. I want y'all to listen to this. This is the most important thing I'm going to tell you." And they all got deathly quiet, right? And they're listening. And I'm listening. And I'm listening. And I go, "Okay, anybody hear it?" And they're like hear what? And I was like, anybody hear anybody knocking at the door saying, hey, here's a million bucks? Mm. And they're like, no. I go, that's exactly right. Yeah. Nobody's going to knock on the door and say, hey, here's some money for you. Yeah. I said, you got to go knock the door down yourself. I love that, man. So, I love that. Yep. You know. and, and, and that's the thing is that the, the generation you know, Z, that's a big problem with those, those folks. They're out there watching all these influencers and social media, and they get this false understanding that these people just woke up one day and had millions of dollars and millions of followers. There's, there's a struggle behind each one of those people's stories. And the success is because that person had the desire and drive to take action and get themselves where they want. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Hey, Val. That's huge. Let's, yes, talk, let's talk a little bit more about your real estate business because I, yeah. I know our audience wants to know. I asked earlier, you know, what's your niche market and luxury listing is one of them. But mm -hmm. there's another one that you forgot and I think is a big part of is the Hispanic The community. Hispanic market. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. It's you know. So so the Hispanic market is massive. <laughs> it's <laughs> I am I am part of REBA, which is the Hispanic Real Estate Brokers Association. It's mm -hmm. awesome. We're here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, we're growing in our numbers, mm -hmm. and what we like to do, and what I try to bring into my business itself, is we try to get low income families mm -hmm. or any family mm -hmm. into their first home, and it doesn't stop there. We also I also want to teach them how do we make you financial literate with your house. So your house doesn't get run down. So you know yeah. what to invest in your house. But you know when you're wasting money on your house and, and how to organize it, how much to save per month, what you know, what to expect, what's coming, how to yeah. how to see what's going on with your property, when to call somebody in, well, how to get new quotes. A lot of people won't get multiple quotes. That's, Tell me if y'all ever to. done this. <laughs> they say, Hey, you need new floor, they'll bring a company in, the company will the sales guy will come in and he's a sales guy. Yeah. Hey, this is the best floor. This is going to be the best price you can get. You can call other people, but you're wasting time. We can get you on the books right now. We can do it in two days. Well, they go with them, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, it's people don't want to just bring people in. And that's some of the stuff we got to train them and teach them. Uh, the Hispanic market's massive here in Dallas. Fort it is. Um, it is. It is. And hey, I'm going to stop you real quick, because sure. you said something. I think this is really important to, to bring up. One of the things that you're doing with Reba is, as an agent, you're trying to educate people on how to buy a home, right? Yes. But you're taking that a step further. 100%. And you're saying, hey, now not only are we going to help you buy the home, we're going to help you own the home, meaning we're going to help you know when the right uh, what, what the right amount of money to save is, when you need to do these types of repairs or upgrades, how to go about making the right decisions when doing those repairs or upgrades, you're truly educating them yes. uh, to not only be homeowners, but to be successful homeowners. Yes. yes. It's amazing, man. Not just that. And we use our organization. We, we invite everybody to come and join our organization. We want everything from realtors to lenders to title companies to construction people to yeah. attorneys to mortgage people, just everything. Because what we want to do, if, if somebody that we're helping 
need something specifically, right. we can refer them to one of You've our got members a partner right there. and go, hey, do you mind giving them some advice? Yeah. And everybody's willing. Like I said, everybody's willing to help. You just got to ask. That's you know, it. Where are the people asking for them? Because a lot, a lot of times, especially in the Hispanic community, we, we tend to take the first thing that's offered to us because we don't want to cause waves. We don't want to stir the pot. Hey, I can get into it. I'm just going to take it. I have an aunt. I have an aunt that bought a house. She bought a house. Her interest rate, she's, she's finally done paying it off. Her yeah. interest rate was 13%. Mm. When it dropped to the twos, I was like, or even when it was down in the fives when I first mm. started, I was like, hey, we need to refinance you. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Not doing that. <laughs> she paid that same percentage from day one yeah. to now. Yeah. So, which is crazy, but it they is. don't want to rock the boat. And yeah. I was like, guys, we got to educate our community. And we that, do. That's why Reba has been so strong for me. It's given me an outlet to, to help with that. Well, uh, that's great. I also, also want to talk about uh, culturally the Hispanic community is, is uh, uh, you know, a different culture than here in the United States, you know, uh, the, the loyalty factor. Oh, my gosh. Um, loyalty you know, is unbelievable. So I tell people all the time, you know, if you help one family member and you do a great job, you have the entire clan, not only the entire clan, but their friends. Uh, I, I reference a transaction Val and I are doing with um, he is looking for one of my clients, uh, an yeah. investment property or a primary property. He, Val calls me on a weekend and go, hey, I forgot to tell you, uh, I'm showing his mom and his sister uh, a house. Uh, I need you to reach out to him, get him pre-qualified. Uh, pre yeah. I reached out to the mom, and then I go, hey, Val, by the way, I'm pre-qualifying the sister. Mom also gave me her sister, Lou, her other sister, Jasmine, yeah. and her nephew uh, that, that we're in the process of pre-qualifying, and so we can give back to uh, Yeah. So it's a— uh, it's, when I say it's a different yeah. culture, it's just a different loyalty culture. It is. You know, and you captured it, you know? Yeah, because once, once you get it, you got it forever. When it goes back to what we say, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. They trust Val. Oh, yeah. Right? And if Val goes out there and transitions them to somebody who's going to provide the lending, yeah. they're going to trust that lender. Now, maybe not entirely <laughs> until that transaction is finalized, right? Yeah. But if everything goes well, you provide the right service, and Val's doing the right education, you're going to get that customer back. I, in, I do in. want to tell you all this on lending because it's the funniest thing to me. <laughs> and I, I tell my clients all the time this. For some reason, they look at the lending officers as police officers, like mm. they're doing something wrong. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm like, they're not. No, they're I'm not. like, hey, they want you to be able to buy houses more than you want more than you want to buy the house. They're your advocate, yeah. They don't make money. You know, they don't get paid unless they lend you money. We they're need not. to change our name, right? No more <laughs> yeah, loan so, officer. It's, it's lo So I think it's, I think it's funny. And, and every, it doesn't matter who they are. Everybody's the same way. And I'm like, guys, That's wild. these are people that want to help y'all yeah. don't because i don't know if I, i'm sure y'all see it you you ask for their information you're only gonna get some of it till you ask for the rest and i was like yeah give it all to them all at once the more yeah. you give them the better off you're gonna but, be but we talked about this in the green room and you know up until recently and it's starting to transition there hasn't been great literature or education it's for the minimal, hispanic community minimal right? minimal minimal yeah. uh on real estate contracts they they finally i think the last the last 18 months they came out with a with a real estate contract that you can get that's in Spanish yeah um, but like I, I was telling you earlier I would say probably 90% of my Spanish people 
have never read the contract. They're relying 100% on what I'm telling that's them right. and tells it because they can't read the English. Yeah. And that's a That's got to change. That's a horrible way to do that business. That has to change. That well, has to change. And I tell people this. We're in Texas. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a thing we call in Texas called Spanglish. Um, yeah. You know what? You can communicate very well in uh, in, in Spanish. But you don't, you can't read or or articulate financial words. So, so on my team, I have a fluently uh, bilingual speaks right uh, uh, Spanish, Jasmine. Yeah. Um, and you know, again, I tell people all the time, the certain financial words does not translate in Spanish unless you know how to read, write in Spanish and communicate that, because there is no yeah. Spanglish financial yeah. word they translate sure. so whenever we're able to communicate that with uh with our spanish speakers it's it puts us way ahead of every other lender because it does and you, you've got another uh <laughs> another ace up your sleeve that oh, jasmine yeah. just happens to be a unicorn i mean she's yeah. amazing amazing at what she does great communicator and she cares and has passion mm -hmm. uh and that's that's a quality you can't you can't always find right yeah yeah so I want to tell y'all a story. I know we're getting close to the end, but yep. I want to tell y'all a story. Well, I was just about to ask you, is there anything we need to talk about? So, so I want to tell you a story. <laughs> People ask me all the time, why do you do this? Why do you do this job? Yeah. Uh, I've always loved housing. I've drugged my wife to open houses in Canada, in Spain, in France. Whenever we go on a trip, we go see it. We're going with Metro Techs. We're going to Amsterdam oh, wow. to go do a workshop there for That's four great. days. Uh, it's been my passion. Uh, everybody says, oh, you like it for the money. The money's fantastic, yeah. but you can make money in anything. Mm -hmm. But I tell people the reason I do this job is a family that I met probably eight years ago now. Uh, I'm not going to say their names, but uh, I'll just say they're the Miles, and they'll know who they are. I get a phone call from a friend going, hey, I got a friend at work. They're, they'd love to buy their first house. Can you help them? I'm like, sure. So I go and meet with them, and we met, and they're telling me the story. They're going like, hey, we kind of got bad credit. We know we do. We got to work on it. We really want to get into our first house. And I'm like, fantastic. So I sent them to Chris Garcia. Uh-huh, my partner. Long time ago. Okay, this is a long yeah. time ago. Chris calls me. He's like, dude, there is not happening, bro. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, sorry, it's not happening. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> yeah. He goes, it's not happening, but I <clears throat> talked to them. And they said they're going to work on it with me. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I stayed in contact with them, be, like I told you, because I'm always driving. That's right. So I stayed in contact with them. And just out of the blue, Chris calls me and goes, hey, I got the miles ready. They're good to go. This was like three years later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I go, what? Who? Who are we talking about? <laughs> and he's like, no, no. You know, I got them ready. I go, seriously? I was like, oh, Okay. So I pick up the phone and call them, and I'm like, hey, I just got a call from Chris. And he, he tells me, you guys are ready to go. She's like, yeah, we're thrilled. We're excited. Let's go see houses now. <laughs> right? Okay. So we go to start seeing houses, and I meet with them again, and I want, to, I want to go back over with them everything that they're looking for in a house. And now their daughter's 12 years old. When I met her, she was nine. Yeah. Okay? So I'm talking to them, and they tell me, hey, we really want this. We've never had an we've We've always been in an apartment. Nobody, nobody in our family's ever had a house. Oh, wow. yeah. I was like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "No, like, we grew up in apartments. Our parents grew up in apartments. Uh, if we buy a house, we're going to be the first people in like four generations in our yeah. family that have got a house." So we went to see houses, and we bought a house, and uh, we got them under contract. Everything went great. Uh, I went and handed them the keys that day. Yeah. 
uh, you can give it to them at the title company, you know, because they we funded really quickly. And uh, I go, no, no, I want to meet you at the house. Yeah. So I went over there, and, and I don't know why I did it, because I normally you give them the keys and you let them go on their own time. And I said, hey, I want to meet you over there. Let's meet at 3 o'clock. Yeah. So we got over there, and the daughter comes running up to the door, and I'm standing at the door with the key, and I hand it to the mom. And I go, congratulations, this is y'all's house. And they all start crying. Oh, man. I, I'm about to start crying. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I've just changed a life forever. Yeah. And that's why I do this job. That's magic, man. That that's is magic. Awesome, dude. I, I, I didn't care if I got paid on that job. It was mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. That, that, and that's, that's your superpower, man. You know, that's your superpower, that, that, that caring heart. And, uh, man, brother, like, that's the characteristic that we love yeah. with great agents. The ones that are really, truly successful, they're, they're, they're like you, Val. Yeah. They care so much about the, the, the consumers and getting them into their homes and being able to be that bridge to, to make it happen, man. Brother, seriously. Yeah. That's an amazing story. I'm so glad that you shared it with yes, us. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and man, seriously, it, it doesn't make uh, it doesn't surprise me at all uh, as to to why people come keep coming back to work with you, man, because you just you just care. Yeah, I love it. Like I said, I don't I don't see this as a job. Yeah, I see this as what I like to do. You know? Awesome, absolutely awesome. Yeah. Well, Val, I know, especially after that, there's some people out there that are going to want to find you and your team. Yeah. Uh, if there's a homeowner out there that's looking for a home, and, and let's talk about this, whether it's today or three years from now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they want somebody that absolutely cares and is passionate about what yeah. they do. Val, you're the guy, right? Yep. Um, how do they find you out there? They go to my website. It's Valen, V-A-L-E-N, Realty.com. They can email me, Val Garcia at valenrealty.com. Um, then call me, 469-647-8729. Be happy to help or happy to answer questions. If you're thinking about getting real estate and you want a, an honest conversation about what it's really like, happy to help. That's awesome. And Dallas-Fort Worth. Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah, Dallas-Fort Worth. So if you're out there looking in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and if you're bilingual or speak Spanish or English, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to call Val. He's going to take amazing care of you. Uh, and, and, guys, you might have a moment just like the one that we ju he just shared right here today. So great stuff, Val. Thank Absolutely. you so much for coming on today, brother. Well, thank you all for uh, having me. Oh, no, man. We'll have to bring you back. Yeah, of course, anytime. <laughs> uh, David, uh, anything you'd like to say? No, as you can see, you can see why I had to bring Val on here. No question about it. <laughs> yeah. No question about it. Well, guys, uh, we're your real estate success partners. I'm Devin Dubuque. I'm David Wynn. And if you want to find us, you can catch us at www.realestatesuccesspartner.com. Again, that's realestatesuccesspartner.com. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, uh, any of those listening platforms that you like to consume your media. We're probably there. Uh, if you want to see the video, and I think you should, go check us out at YouTube. Again, Real Estate Success Partner. And uh, we love if you'd subscribe and we absolutely appreciate those five-star reviews. So thanks again for joining us. Until the next time, we'll see you then. Bye, guys.